Welcome to Indigenous Coffee Talks, a place for live conversations with interesting people from all over the world. And what they have in common is their passion for Jesus and a great story about sharing the good news in the digital space. In each episode of Coffee Talks, we introduce you to someone who is passionate about using the digital footprint to help bring the gospel to where it needs to go. Through these conversations, we want you to catch a story, grab an idea, and go do something. Hi guys, welcome again to Coffee Talks. In today's episode, we are joined by Mike Latsko, and we recently caught up with him and asked him about the unreached and unengaged people groups. He hopes to give the rest of his life to raising awareness of, prayer for, and service among the world's unengaged and unreached. You know, one of the things that we enjoy about meeting new people at Coffee Talks is hearing them share about God's call upon their lives. and. This, this episode, we get this privilege to hear from Mike Lasko. That's right. So he shared with us that a key moment in his life came in his mid-30s and when he realized that all his work for God was nothing compared to Christ's finished work for him. So let's hear him share more about it in this episode. Hey, Mike, welcome to Coffee Talks. Hey, John. Hey, hey, good Mike. to be with you. Hey, Simon. Wow. Tell us more about you, how you got to know Indigitus. Yeah, well... Uh, I'm just uh, so touched when you reminded me of that experience that happened in my life a few decades ago when I was in my 30s. And it's true, you know, I was trying to be a good Christian and from all outward evidence, I was. I was involved in a local church in the state of Texas and in, in the United States and and on everything on the outside, you know, I was just trying so hard to measure up. and. For, for many, I'm sure I was, but then I realized that there's a passage in the New Testament that talks about uh, through the, it's through the obedience of the one that the many were made righteous in Romans 5. And that's the verse that totally undid me, uh, Jonah. Sure. It's not yeah. about my righteousness, but about his. It's not about my obedience, but about his. And I remember just weeping and uh, not knowing I was going to be telling that story right now, I can, you know, feel the emotion <laughs> in my own heart right again. And and since wow. that moment, I can honestly say that it's been like mm. falling in love again with God and in a deeper way than I ever did before. And everything that I was afraid of, not measuring up and not doing enough and not obeying enough, I found a new energy to obey and a new energy to follow, just resting and the completed work of Christ. So actually I'd forgotten about that. So thank you for reminding me uh, of it. But now I've forgotten sorry. what your question was. So I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, yeah, that's a good reminder. I, I, I'm, I'm glad that that uh, struck you a little bit there. Yeah. yeah um, so how would you got to know Indigitus like in that sense of... Right. Uh, well, a lot has happened in a short amount of time. You know, it's been actually less than a year that someone introduced me to Andrew and to Addison. And we started spending some time together. And uh, they came over to my town over in Phoenix uh, last fall and spent a couple of days 
uh, with me and some friends of mine, and they were checking out others of their friends uh, throughout uh, this this city. So that bonded us a little bit, and then we started looking for each other at different uh, missions conferences uh, in the country. I did your hackathon uh, later mm-hmm. in the fall, which was like that. Was, I had never been involved in anything like that before. So uh, all of your leaders were very patient with me as you were coaching me up, and uh, you invited me to present a challenge, and that was a lot of fun. And so I'd say. Uh, Jonah, it's been a kind of a growing relationship as as we've gotten to know each other. It's been a lot of fun for me. Wow, I, I love that. Yeah, it's the relationships part that struck me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's always kind of fun to see how God, you know, orchestrates and brings mm. you know people's paths together, mm. and we're really glad that uh, our paths cross in those ways. Um, we want to hear a little bit about what God has put on your heart, you know, with uh, Vision 5.9, you know, tell us a little bit more about that and what is yeah. that and how can people get excited about that as well? Yeah, thank you, Simon. So I'm involved in an organization that I love and it's been really uh, a, a godsend for my family. It's called Frontiers and they, they work in the Muslim world and um, seeking to share Jesus and it's been great to track with them over the last you know, 20 years that I've been involved with them. They're doing a really significant work all over the world. Um, that said, uh, they introduced me to a broader network of organizations like them serving together to, to love Muslims. And I, they introduced me to like scores and and actually, there are almost 200 organizations like them serving wow. together among our, our Muslim cousins. And uh, so being able to connect with the broader group, so Vision 5.9 is taken from Revelation 5.9, which speaks of every tongue, tribe, people, and nation mm-hmm. enjoying you know, God. And so the Vision 5.9 network is a broader network, and we believe that more can be accomplished together than any of us can on our own, even the best of us and the largest of us and the, mm-hmm. and the sharpest of us. A connection with others can accomplish so much more. So I've really fallen in love with the idea of collaborative work and partnering with others, and uh, that's my, my, uh, my sweet spot. And this is happening all over the world, I'm sure, as you and your friends know. Uh, it's just what the Lord is doing in our day and helping kind of the silos uh, diminish a bit and the kingdom rise up and doing together. Uh, that's, uh, I think it's pleasing to the Lord and even more fruitful than we, we could have imagined otherwise. Could you say a little bit more about, you know, what that collaborative network and maybe a story of how you've seen that you know, multiply or accelerate uh, kingdom work? Well, what I've appreciated about this particular uh, network is that they have a commitment to what we call effective church planting among all uh, of these uh, sons and daughters of Ishmael. So we want to, to see the Lord Jesus be enjoyed, who is honored among in the Muslim community, and we just want to see him enjoyed increasingly uh, all, all across the world. And so being able to put 
kind of our, our own t-shirts down and our own business cards down and do this together in the majority world church along with the minority world church and seeing the rise in the majority world of this desire to see Jesus enjoyed and worshiped among all peace, pe peoples has been what we've all been praying for for, mm. for decades and now to be living it in our day. Mm. So in the country of India, for example, to see the indigenous national community of disciples of Jesus far exceeding the number of workers that would have come in from outside. So those who are what we would call full-time Christian work, who are Indian mm. and sharing Jesus, the, the, the sum of that number is, is just incredibly more than the sum of the number of workers coming in from outside. So this is something that God is doing in our day, and we're seeing this, uh, whether it's in Chad or Nigeria or you know, just, just, just across the world. Um, this is what God is doing in our day. It's thrilling. People of God coming together and that in itself, an act of worship, but also, yeah. you know, raising the name of Jesus. Wow. Mm. And doing yeah. it in partnership, Simon, that's the, that's the key. Mm -hmm. Laying down the ownership and, and mutually right. together, what are the strengths that each of us can bring to this kingdom effort? And how mm. can we cover our weaknesses that we all have? But mm -hmm. it's that mm -hmm. cord of two or three strands that's not easily broken. And th that's Amen. not only yeah. our future, but it's the present. During our catch up time, Mike, you've, um, you've shared a little bit about your unique uh, space of being able to find this um, calling during your, uh, during a, I, see, I could say super golden age because <laughs> mm -hmm. 50 is golden, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Can you tell us more about that? Sure. Well, actually, so I'm, I'm closer to uh, 70 years of age than I am to 60 now. So that, that places uh, me chronologically in, in your continuum. And, and uh, Jonah, I can say that when about the time of my 60th birthday, and I was just asking the Lord, Lord, if you were to give me another two years and knowing that I'm closer to the end of my career in your service mm -hmm. than I than I into the beginning how would you, how would I finish up how could I complete the assignment and I feel like he I feel like my wife and I heard what that was to be and uh, that allowed me Jonah to mm -hmm. say no to things that I would not have earlier in my life there's something that comes with increasing clarity that gives permission to say mm. no to anything that gets in the way. I think, you know, if I can say, I'm, I'm assuming that many of your listeners and most of them are closer to your age than to mine. Mm. And at that season of my life, I felt the need to be a team player, to say yes to a lot of things. And I like that. I counsel 20 and 30 year olds to get as much experience as they can in a number mm. of different areas. But the reality is, as you're as you grow, as your career matures, your strengths are home. And there should be an increasing awareness of, hey, this is the thing that I'm on the earth to do. This is what I'm best at. This is how I'm best wired. And I really bless that as that is confirmed in the 30s and 40s of life and then 50s. And then when you get another decade and you're looking at the closeout, 
you want to go, okay, what's left? Is there anything left that I really need to give my attention to? And the reality is that you play differently in the last two minutes of a game than you do earlier. Mm. And that's the season that I'm in right now. It's liberating. It's really <laughs> tremendous. And I'd encourage uh, any of our listeners to do it as soon as possible in your life so that you'll have the maximum amount of time to give yourself to your strength. I love that, Mike. Yeah. I just want to shift gears a little bit. Um, in your experience, right, From you said that you have been serving with mission since you were in 20s, 30s. Mm -hmm. So like throughout the years, um, how did you see technology and digital shift the way missions is being done? Well, it's just been just a, a tremendous change. I, I, I would grope to find words adequate to describe, wow. even in the last decade, what's happening here. And uh, we can really see it, Jonah, at, in, in multiple levels. On a field, like from the perspective of, of the field, whether South America, Asia, Africa, wherever, um, the resources that are available today to come into the minds and the hearts and the experience through our mobile phones and through other uh, platforms, delivery platforms, is just we can bring the gospel, we can bring really cool video and animation and gaming r right mm. to people wherever they are. I mean, the resources that workers have, whether from close by or far away, through digital media and through technology are just off the charts beyond what we had even five to ten years ago. That's on the field side. And then on the, on the data and, and research side, what we can do today to accurately describe what God is doing is, is beautiful. I mean, whereas before, as recently as 10 years ago, we were content with countrywide data. Mm. If we had that, we were thrilled. But now wow. we have city data, village data. And not only mm. that, mm. we can get information of what the Lord is doing in a neighborhood of a large mm. city and to, to, to divide the city into 50 parts. And it's just thrilling to, you know, mm. where's the Jesus film? Where are their disciples? Where, where are their gaps? And to be able to mobilize the Lord's people with that kind of specificity, it's not science only it's not technology only we still need you know the people when at all possible but just uh, what we're able to do now on on the data side is is also just great news for the kingdom for the future and then on the training wow. side i'll just say uh, i feel like i feel like that's still the cutting edge and you and your friends i'm believing in the next five to ten years will help us think even more innovatively about how to bring in-time training for mm -hmm. disciple-making through digital media, arts, and technology in a way that hasn't been possible before. And that, that'll be the next mm. wave. It's so, it's so refreshing to hear a passionate advocate, you know, and mm -hmm. you, you not only are just championing it, but you are seeing this potential of missions accelerating because of you know this this age that we're in right Mike? oh simon i just uh, absolutely and i believe brother in in you and your tribe i really do it's um 
you know, we're all grateful to have come as far as we've come. And that's great. And no one's going to minimize that. But the future is yours. So yeah. let's, uh, let's bless that. And let's say all of the strengths that you and your friends are going to have to take us further, further up, further in, uh, until the Lord returns. It's uh, For us old timers, this is a, a great day to be alive and, and wow. passing on the baton. I mean that very sincerely. For God's glory. Amen. Yep. Yeah. Amen. Well, you know, I, I think one of the things that stood out to me as we were catching up, you shared with a lot of passion about this uh, unreached people and unengaged peoples. Yeah. Uh, we we would love for you to unpack that a little bit because, you know, for, for our listeners, this may be a new concept, but a very important one for us as Christians mm-hmm. uh, as we think about helping fulfill the Great Commission. Okay, uh, yeah, be, be glad to try uh, to do that. And you correct me or reel me in if you need to. No, so no, 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 no. You <laughs> so You're I think, the expert. Come well, tell us. Uh, I think your listeners will be aware of the concept of people groups. So each of us is involved in a people group, which it would be identified with a certain language. And a people group is simply a gathering of people that self-identify based on worldview or language or religious affiliation. We're this people in contrast to that people. And one of the wonderful things in our day is a mingling and a mixing, especially in urban areas, and that's great. But we still have a basic kind of, uh, of language uh, grouping alone if we were only looking at that level. So that's a people group. And we say that the sum total of the individuals of all the peoples of the world equals the population of the world. Now, some of those peoples have more spiritual resources than others. And those that are the least served, we call the unreached, unreached people groups. So it doesn't mean, an unreached people doesn't mean that there aren't any Christians there or there aren't disciples being made. It's just that there's a relatively small number. Those are the unreached peoples of the world. And we'd like to see as much possible uh, missionary activity among the unreached peoples. Now, a subset of the unreached or what we call the unengaged. So whereas unreached is a term that measures the response of people to Jesus, just says the relatively small number have come to know him, unengaged does not measure the response of people to Jesus at all. Unengaged measures the response of the global church to the people. We haven't yet engaged them. We haven't yet become the word made flesh to dwell among Mm. them. So unengaged peoples does not refer to their response to Jesus. It refers to the church's response to them. And we think about half of the unreached peoples of the world are also unengaged. So we could say that all unengaged peoples are unreached, but not all unreached peoples are unengaged. So we want to see the gospel come into these unengaged peoples so that they can be reached and i'm given the rest of my days if the lord will help me to um, to bringing information and inspiration and hopefully mobilization towards these remaining unengaged yeah i remember the first time i heard that i was like wow i was just mind blown by by how you gave the definition for that in a sense that hey what am i doing with the things that i have in my influence like now with digital you can actually like 
send a message to someone in a different, totally opposite time zone and the opposite part of the world. So, yeah. which led me to think, and I think I asked you this, right, Mike, of like, so what can be done, you know, to be a part of this call? And as Simon said, it's, it's, it's a basic, I think, a basic response of those of followers of Jesus. So what do you think can be done to be a part of this call, to be able to go and meet the unengaged and be able to see them reached for yeah. the gospel? Jonah, to, to answer that, let me just tr try to be as clear as I can. We think that there are about 1,700 of these unengaged, un unreached peoples remaining. About um, 600 of them are tribal peoples about 500 are Hindu, uh, 400 would be Muslim, and then 100 each of Buddhist and non-religious. So these are about the, the, the 1,700 of these several different religious blocks who, as far mm -hmm. as we know, don't yet have workers among them in their language sharing Jesus with intent to make disciples. So this is the apostolic crisis, uh, the apostolic burden that we feel in our day. And we're, we're just so close. We're down to these 1,700. And uh, we feel like if we could simply bring the right people with the right heart, with the right desire to see Jesus magnified among all the peoples of the world, if they can become present, then those peoples have a chance to be reached. They have a chance to be worshipers. So that's the priority, that, that 1700. And the reality is, uh, Jonah, to, to come to your question, you know, mm -hmm. we all have different wirings. And we're, the scriptures say that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And I say, let's bless that. Let's say yes to that and not try to pigeonhole any of us into one kind of service that might not be true to the way that God has made us. Mm. So I like to say, okay, how has God wired you? Are you, do you enjoy being on stage or off stage? Do you like, are you a speaker or are you a, an administrator? Are you, I just find that ever how he's wired us is the way that we're happiest when we live in it. Mm. And we're, increasingly unhappy when we try to be something that we're not. So I like to ask people, how has God wired you? What are the burdens that you have? Some of us have a burden for one kind of ministry, some for another kind. Some want to be all in for just sharing Jesus, no matter with what age group or generation or economic status. You know, all of that's part of who we are. And so we look for connection points. What's your burden? What's your niche? What's your gifting? And then when you look at these 1,700 unengaged peoples, then the question becomes, Lord, how do I leverage how you've made me to make a difference there? Lord, we'll let other people handle continuing the work where it's already begun. That's great, and it needs to continue until you return. But Lord, can you use me the way you've wired me to be part of a team to this work as yet unbegun. Would you help me lay a foundation there so that someone else can build upon it? So I like to look for what are the connections? Where's the overlap? Hmm. 
between the way we are wired and the needs of the world still remaining. I, I like what you yeah. said. Yeah. The, what I, Simon, I like what you said about um, how can I start the work that's yet unbegun? And uh, how can I lay a foundation there so that others may build upon it? Yeah. yeah. Jonah, if, if we start it, then we can finish it or someone else can finish it. But the work mm -hmm. unbegun can never be finished. So yeah. let's mm -hmm. begin the work unbegun so that we can finish it. So in, in, in our language for this uh, coffee time, we're saying if, if we engage them, then we, we can reach them. But until mm -hmm. we engage mm -hmm. them, the people remain both unreached and unreachable. They're unreachable mm -hmm. until, they're, until someone shows up. So much to unpack there. I, I, I just love your heart, uh, Mike. You know, every opportunity you have, you're always reminding us and reminding those who are listening, you know, God has something, He's placed on your heart. You know, go do it, go be all in. You know, I, I picked mm -hmm. that up. And, and then, you know, even earlier, you just kept reminding us and through your own life, right? As you yes. said, you, with increasing clarity, it helps you to say, no to things. I, I, I know I have the challenge sometimes. I want to say yes because it seems like it's so attractive or it feels like I don't want to let somebody down. But actually, you know, I need to be wrestling with God to say, is this what you've placed on my, my heart, my burden? And, you know, so it, it's it's true what you said. As you grow, you, you get to know yourself more mm. and more. You, you discover the things that you can do the things you won't do, mm -hmm. and the things that you will do or must do. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much for modeling that for us. I, I know it's not easy, you know, all 60-some, close to 70 years, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, as we wrap up this time, uh, you know, what is one thing you'd like to leave with our, uh, leave for our listeners? Simon, I want to say uh, to you and to Jonah, it's just been an honor to be with you guys and to be reconnected and may the Lord go before us and bring other opportunities for talking and for sharing. I think, brother, as I look back over my life and, you know, as I think about my own son and, and what I hope for him, um, the one thing that comes to my heart is just that we never underestimate what God can do through our lives. You know, we have, we feel inadequate. We wish we were smarter or better looking or more gifted or had this or that. And brother, what, what I'm thinking is that, you know, as a father, I love it when my son enjoys what I've given to him. And I think, how would I respond if on Christmas day, I gave him a president he said oh dad this is okay but i really wanted something you know something else but a father takes mm -hmm. delight when his child appreciate what the father has given and so i just would say mm -hmm. let's let's enjoy the way that god has made us don't try to be someone else he loves you he's made you with a purpose he could have made you to be someone else identify the way he's put you together and Enjoy that. Step into it. Exploit it. Grow it. Expand it. Delight in <laughs> it. And offer that to the world. That's when we're most attractive. That's when we're most fruitful. 
and that's when we're most happy. So don't underestimate what God can do through you and in you. And boy, I'm going to be on the sidelines just cheering you on and believing in you. And I mean that. I do believe Mm. in you. And I'm confident about the future with you in the saddle. I thank you so much, Mike, for sharing that. And uh, thank Thank you so much for for joining us in our Coffee Talks. So I want to address our listeners right now. If you guys grabbed an idea or did something, we'd love to hear your stories too. Our line is open for you, or you can get to check our site. That's indigity.us forward slash coffee, or email us at coffeetalks at indigitas.org. So we get excited about all the different ways you do missions where, right where you are. And of course, we want to join you. Thank you so much for listening to our episode. See you next time. Thanks for joining us. You can find more Coffee Talks wherever you get your podcasts. If you like this content, follow Indigitas on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. We'll see you there.